The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. An assault on a schoolboy in Navan in County Meath on Monday has been described by his family as horrific and wrong. The teenager suffered concussion, broken teeth, extensive bruising, and it also left him with a shoe print on his forehead. Now, the incident was filmed and shared widely on social media, and it shows a mob converging on the 14-year-old boy, where he's punched and kicked multiple times, with many bystanders observing. Now, to talk about this, I'm joined by child protection expert and author Shane Dunphy, Shane, good morning. Hi, Pat. How are you? What is your reaction to um, what you've seen in this video? I mean, are we reacting in this way because there is a video? Um, gosh, that's a, a very good question. Um, no, I think would be the answer. Um, if you think about the fact of what, what, what we see when we look at that, we see a, a young person being repeatedly and viciously assaulted by a gang. Um, that in itself is shocking. I mean, we're, we don't know, obviously, why the assault occurred. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about that earlier today. Does it actually matter? Even if he had broadly insulted the entire group, which I'm not saying, of course, that he did. But if he broadly insulted the entire group, does that justify an attack of that magnitude on one individual. That's the first thing. The second thing is the subtext behind what it is that we're seeing. The fact that the video exists means that somebody stood there, rather than intervening or trying to stop what was going on, they videoed the thing and then, of course, posted it on on, on social media. Um, the, the fact that we are seeing that number of people assaulting one person and absolutely nobody trying to prevent it from happening. The fact that somebody um, impassively stood by and videoed the thing um, adds a whole other level, I think, of of, of coldness to what it is that we're seeing. Um, and I, it just made me wonder, um, the uh, you know, young people that are growing up today, I don't believe that there is any parent that would have actually sat down and said to their children, if you see an assault taking place, you should video it on your phone. Nobody would ever have said that to a kid. Yet somewhere along the line, our young people are picking up that that is something to do. We have all heard about assaults taking place in our towns and cities where people just walk on by and, of course, where somebody stops and videos the thing. This has become part and parcel of people's response to traumatic events, for want of a better word. And I, I just feel that it's something that we really need to look at. As, However, as you know, th- that is in a sense, by the way, and it may be useful in that this video widely circulated online allows the perpetrators, I think pretty much all of them, to be identified. It does. Um, again, bringing the video um, to the police uh, would also have served that purpose. Um, posting it online, uh, uh, let, let's face it, is just intended as another level of humiliation to the individual who is being assaulted. Um, it's another level of hurt. The fact that this is now out there and is going to live out there forever. Once something is up online, it's there and doesn't really go away. Um, but I, 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 I get your point that it is going to help identify the perpetrators. Um, which, again, the, the other question that I have is, of course, um, you know, what is going to be the follow-up 
um, for the, what, what these young people have done. Mm. I'm not talking about it from a criminal point of view or a legal point of view, but I mean, I do think that there need, there should be some sort of psychological and emotional follow-up. I'd be interested to hear what their um, feedback would be about what their motivation was for what they were doing, what was going through their heads when they were doing it, um, and how they feel about it now afterwards. I yeah. wonder for them, looking at that video, how it makes them feel. Um, I think that to be quite honest, I, uh, my, my heart is not bleeding for how they feel this morning, to be no, quite honest. Neither. My, my heart neither. is bleeding for my, the child who uh, was horrifically injured and for his his family and indeed for other people in his class who would have been pals with him and uh, heard about this with horror. But there's something else, Shane. These kids, and there were loads of them, this was close to the school, it had to be, because there were so many kids in uniform, in school uniform, uh, leaving the school. The whole thing happened in about 20 seconds, that even if you were of a mind to intervene, and and one kid did at the end, uh, fair play to that kid. Yes, yes, absolutely. uh, But 20 seconds, it, it escalated so quickly so that there may have been many kids around there who'd love to have called, shouted halt and didn't get an opportunity to because in 20 seconds the damage was done. Yeah, and I mean, we we all know that there is sometimes a a delayed response when you see something traumatic happening. You're kind of trying to work out in your head, what should I do? Um, If I do intervene, is this going to draw something down on myself? Will I be able to get in and get out? Uh, But I do think that the message does need to be broadcast that, you know, that... Bad things happen when, when good men do nothing or when good people do nothing. And there, there have been so many instances of people being assaulted, being attacked, and people just continuing to walk on by. We hear about them all the time. Um, you know, I just think that we, we, we need to get the message out there that, you know, okay, there was a large group of people attacking the kid, but if, if others had come in, I think it may well have diffused the situation. I mean, there's all sorts of psychological studies about the fact that, you know, if one person stands up to do something, then others will follow. Um, and I, I just, I, I would just like to, to put it out there that yeah. and, standing and by and videoing something is not the way to respond. For the uh, the perpetrators, uh, I mean, as I say, they can all be fairly easily identified. Um, there's that kind of maybe collective protection they sense in the, the, the group activity that, you know, a whole bundle of them dumped on this uh, poor kid and uh, therefore they feel less culpable themselves because maybe there were six of them involved or whatever number it is. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I and mean, when, when, you know, that sort of mob mentality, um, you know, that it wasn't just me, it was all of these people as well. There's also then the defense that, oh, I was kind of being pushed into doing it, you know, or I was dared to do it. Um, it does. It, it takes the focus off the individual or individual mm-hmm. motivation. Um, I mean, uh, young people can be very tribal, as as we know. Uh, so, the, the, watching what other people are doing, um, kind of getting swept up in the, um, you know, the the the, the feelings of, of everything that's going on and the adrenaline, um, it does make young people feel yeah. protected. Now, now these kids, these kids were all in school uniform, which kind of maybe changed our attitude a little bit to it. You know, we expect more from kids who are disciplined enough to be going to school, attending regularly, neatly turned out in uniforms, because it's noted, uh, and there was no video of the other attack that happened on a teenager yesterday in Bluebell, and that teenager is in Beaumont Hospital with serious injuries um, that we're focusing on Navin, 
and I don't know, uh, trying to explore our own prejudices about uh, why one is to us more horrific than the other. Is it simply video? Um, I think that what you said there about the school uniforms is interesting. I mean, there have been a number of um, sociological studies done, uh, particularly in the United States, um, where they looked at the behaviour of kids going to a very well-off private school, uh, many of whom were engaging in things like joyriding, you know, taking illicit substances, etc., and then looked at the behaviour of a bunch of kids who were going to a let's just say, far less salubrious school. And even though the behaviour of the kids going to the far less salubrious school wasn't as extreme as the kids going to the posh school, people tended to look down their noses more um, on the kids going to the rougher school just because of the, the name or the reputation that that school had. I think the fact that, I think you're absolutely right, the fact that we've got this video and that this behaviour is being slammed into our faces, seeing the kids in the uniform, as you say, well turned out, going to school, behaving in such an incredibly thuggish and aggressive manner, it does kind of overturn what you think. And that does make it all the more shocking. And it does, as you say, it's throwing our prejudice prejudice in our faces in a way. Um, that said, the fact of the matter is, I mean, we've all heard about behaviours of, of, of people in, in places like, I don't know, schools like Harrow or whatever in the UK. I mean, certain political figures um, in the UK have been... Um, connected with all kinds of um, strange behaviour when they were attending school. Uh, so it isn't that far beyond the realm of what we already mm. know. Um, I think as well, particularly as well when you see very young people, because these, I mean, 14, isn't it, is the, the age of the... 14-year-old, yeah. yes. 14. But, so that, that young and that level of ferocity... Um, is also quite shocking and upsetting to see. Mm. Again, I mean, there are double standards. I remember vividly the the killing of Brian Murphy, uh, a, a young schoolboy outside Annabelle's nightclub. Yeah. And yeah. how shocked we were because, quote unquote, we expected better of these kind of children. Yes, 100%. Um, uh, there, there is a perception that with a certain level of social class comes a certain level of behaviour. I have to tell you, in all of my years working in child protection, um, violence crosses all boundaries and barriers of class. Um, so, yeah, it's shocking, but unfortunately... It's, now, Sh- Shane, it's uh, the text uh, you know, coming in, it's good that the video was posted and nothing may have been done otherwise. These things happen because they can. The culprits will get a, a slap on the wrist. We wouldn't be talking about this today if that video hadn't been posted. No legal sanction, that's the problem. Young people know they will get away with it. And there will be probably talk of what these perpetrators need is not Oberstown House or the court system. What they need is psychological help. That's the kind of talk that will start to emanate. And, you know, you you think, well, if they came from a different uh, background, there'd be no talk of psychological help, perhaps. It'd be straight to the courts and to Oberstown. If if Oberstown had any room, by the way, which it doesn't. (laughs) I was just going to say that, I mean, we do have a juvenile justice system here and we do have places like Oberstown. Um, I I do think it's highly unlikely that that, that that's the direction that these young people will be headed for. Um, however, I don't want to diminish the, what psychological help could do in this case. Um, as I said, and as you quite rightly said, hearts not bleeding for the, the, the people who perpetrated this crime. However, 
I do think making them sit down and look, look at this video, look at what you did, look at what you're doing, look at how you seem, mirroring this back at them might actually be a useful exercise. Um, you know, could, could they m- possibly look at this and feel proud of themselves? It, they, they might well do. There are some kids like that um, because obviously they, they picked on this uh, young fellow for particular reasons and um, they it just might boost their egos a bit to see that they're now being talked about. Now, if, on the other hand, they end up doing community service, that might be a likely outcome. Um, well, there are there are, are, are guard liaison projects. Um, certainly, I'm aware that there are a couple in Navan, um, and I think it would probably do them a power of good to get involved in doing some kind of community service or, you know, some sort of um, therapeutic process to to make up for, to try and um, make amends for what they've done. I mean, they have damaged their community uh, by their behaviour. So why not do something to try and rebuild a little bit? All right, Shane, thank you very much for joining us. Shane Dunphy, child protection expert and author. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.